Hi, and welcome to Straight Shot Radio. My name is Johnny Slick, and I'm the owner and head coach at Straight Shot Training. On this episode, I'm joined by Jenny Seely, my mentor and supervisor at the Shepherd University Wellness Center, as well as my fellow trainer there, Josh Nelson. In our combined 27 years of personal training, we've heard a lot of things that people think about personal trainers. A lot of it isn't true. So the three of us hope to remedy this by clearing up the misconceptions about personal trainers, like we only eat chicken and broccoli, or we like to yell at you, or we enjoy seeing you in pain, plus a lot more. I think a lot of our answers will surprise you. So let's get into it and get a look behind the scenes of what it's really like being a personal trainer. All right, we're here with Jenny Seely and Josh Nelson. Jenny is Josh and my boss at the Shepherd University Wellness Center, and uh, Josh and I are trainers here, and all of us are personal trainers, and we wanted to talk a little bit today about misconceptions about personal trainers, so things that people think about personal trainers that may or may not necessarily be true. So to get us started, Jenny, what is your certification, one of your certifications you have, because you have plenty of them, but... Well, Johnny, (laughs) you know, I am certified through the American College of Sports Medicine as a personal trainer. Um, And how long have you been training? I've been certified for 14 years through ACSM for 10 years. And before that, it was uh, AFPA. Oh, okay. So it was the same one, same as mine then. Okay. Yeah, because Jenny, you you were a trainer for probably four years then before... I was, Mm -hmm. because Jenny was the one, I've told the story before about me mopping the floors and Jenny asking me if I wanted to be a personal trainer. I was like, uh, (laughs) yup. Yeah, so Jenny was my mentor all throughout college, and you still are, but um, yeah, 14 years. So you've gotten a lot of these probably things that people have said about personal trainers that even after 14 years still gets to you a little bit when someone says something like, this must be easy for you to work out. You get to be here all day. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> no, you've got the easiest job. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we'll get into this. Yeah. And Josh, how long have you been training? Um, it will be almost three years. Uh, like you, Jenny ended up... I met Jenny through soccer. Okay. And then I met Jenny also through her now boyfriend, who we played soccer together. And I just got along with Jenny really well. We played racquetball a lot. And it ended <laughs> up... I took... The ACSM prep course. ACSM prep course. Okay. Of which I did not end up taking that test, but I ended up liking personal training so much that I was her intern for three out of my five years in college. Okay. And I did my, every single study that you could for the field with her, and then my actual internship. Okay. Learned so much through her, and was learning so much through all the other trainers and all the classes. Those are the only classes that I wouldn't sleep through. Oh. Were the ones that let's just spend the next was, hour talking about how much we like Jenny. <laughs> was physical exercise, and and so I would just pay attention to that. I and going through physical therapy myself, I really liked helping people, helping okay. people see them achieve their goals, and coaching soccer. I like bringing people up, teaching them new things, making them better than what I was or better than that what they were. Yeah. So three years of actually having my AFA certification, I'm now feeling like I can glide through and make bigger steps through training, through helping people. Yeah, that's so awesome. That's the, and Jenny, of course, 
won't let me back down, won't let me quit, won't let me give up, and <laughs> yeah. that's what I really needed was someone to push me, give yeah. me that extra, hey, you can do it. And so three years later, I tell my same clients the same thing she told me, you can do it. We'll find ways, baby steps. Yeah. If you can take big leaps, we'll take big leaps. Well, I've said before, coaches need coaches and trainers need trainers because yeah. it's just you, you need somebody to push you with that. Mm-hmm. All right, so we're going to jump right into it with our first one here and misconceptions about personal trainers. This is the one that I get, and I put this top of the list because I get this probably the most, and this is you get paid to work out if you're a trainer. No. <laughs> no? Okay, so. That's the worst one. Yeah. yeah. I actually, so I have a full-time job here, but it's mainly administrative, like you were at yeah. the Y. Um, and I have to clock out for my, yes. and I, it has to be my lunch break. Yeah, so, so. <laughs> so if Jenny and I, because we work in my, full, I still have a full-time position until, until the end of the year where I'm just going to be a personal trainer. But right now, in my administrative role at the Y, if I want to work out, I'm going to say I want to to have an hour workout and I need to change, workout, and a shower to get back to work. So I give myself maybe like 90 minutes in there. I have to get to work at 8 in the morning and then leave at 5.30 so I can clock out in the middle of the day for an hour and a half and still work it for eight hours. So is that typically you clock in the middle of the day, you do yours afternoons? Well, I don't – so my schedule's set, but it's pretty flexible. So okay. I don't clock in and out. It's just, a, I guess, a trust system. Okay. But, I mean, I, I – make up my hours if my workout runs over Longer. and I don't shower after I work out. Uh, oh. yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> We've been meaning to tell you. Jenny. But <laughs> only start. If, if it's a really bad workout, then oh, <laughs> I definitely might. change my clothes, but yeah. Um, yeah. I'll at least change and I did. And you were very, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Nervous. You. Don't know what to You've do with my hands. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Um, I did invest in some um, shower wipes. Ooh, baby wipes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, shower wipes instead of actually going to the shower. Okay. Um, really, this probably isn't supposed to be about that. But I was trying to maximize <laughs> my workout time instead yeah. of having to calculate in that shower time. Yeah. Because I've well, so, but, but this, I think this is important to note because this is the same thing that somebody else would have to do with a normal job where mm-hmm. they have to figure out, okay, if I'm working, if I'm going before work, I have to bring my work clothes, I have mm-hmm. to shower and change and I get to work. Or if I'm going after work, I need to make sure I bring my gym clothes right. so that I'm not borrowing my trainer's pants when I get to the gym. <laughs> That's happened to me three times where I've traded wow. pants with clients. Wow. Yeah. Three, I've three. never traded pants. Oh, but man. I've, you must I've not be as dedicated to your clients. Socks. You've traded, you socks. traded socks. I have given socks, yes. What not worn. Shoes, no, because my feet are way bigger than most of my uh, clients. I do shoes all, I do shoes all the time. <laughs> so what, about, what about you, Josh? Do you, do you get that a lot where people say you must get paid to work out? Well, see, what happens is when they ask me that, it's usually when they're seeing me eating my third or fourth meal of the day. Okay. And they say, hey, it must be really nice that you get paid to eat all these meals. Uh, Actually, I, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not with anyone right now. This is weird. I'm just eating because I just want to get stronger. Not because I'm getting paid. <laughs> well, and so that, that ties into our next one. We'll start with you, Josh, is where people think that personal trainers work full-time jobs with a salary. Yeah, no. So Jenny and I are full-time salaried right now. Um, I'm switching in the beginning of the new year. And, of course, Jenny, you weren't always full-time as a trainer, right? Or as administrative. Well, right. Um, so I took the full-time position in 2008. Okay. Yeah, so if you are like most trainers, you work a part-time job. Right. And you work when you have clients. It's yes. not like you work this chunk of time, and if you no. train somebody, you train somebody. If you don't, you get to hear eight snacks in the office while you're waiting. Yeah. So you you get paid when you train a client. So yes. whenever you are working out 
or eating or something in the office, you are not getting paid. No. So if I'm not eating, I'll usually go walk around the floor, and that's where I get the majority of my clientele is people see my face. Yeah. People see me, whether it's shoving my face full of food or (laughs) walking around the track, working out. That's when I get – that's when I – I like to call it my working but not working. I go talk to people. I just make good relationships. So then – they find out I'm a half-decent person. They want to come work out with me. They're like, hey, I see you working out all the time. Could you possibly show me sometime? I'm like, yeah, yeah sure. If you want, just let me know whenever you're ready. Okay. And that's the, that's usually what I do with my off time. It's not or send emails or even go run errands because if I if there's, if there's a slow time, I can't go talk to people. Yeah. I've already worked out. I'm not going to work out all day. When a lot, so, of, a lot of our time in between sessions is spent where we're not getting paid. We're working on clients' workouts or yeah. uh, we're, co- we're contacting clients. Like I had a, some time this morning and I was setting up all of my sessions for next week. Well, that's not something that you get paid no. for. That's just something that we have to do. So when people, a lot of people, when they hear about what a trainer makes per hour, they don't understand that when you factor in <laughs> creating the workouts and contacting the clients and the fact that you're going to get texts from clients at 11 o'clock at night asking you like questions about if they should feel this sore or something like that. I mean, it's, it's you're on call a lot, so it's, yeah. it's definitely you are working a lot whenever you're not being paid. But or the 5:55 a.m. text. Hey, sorry, can't make can't it. Make my it car doesn't six. deal with snow. There's no snow on the ground. <laughs> well, I'm oh, just letting okay. you know my car doesn't deal with snow. <laughs> yes. And I won't be there today. Uh, next one. This was kind of going into what Josh was saying. Start with Jenny. It must be easy to work out where you work. No. Um, it actually is very distracting to work right? out where you work. So you have to invest in a decent pair of headphones. Because and you work out at home a lot. I do. So I've been building my home gym just for those reasons. Well, yeah. one, so I can spend time with my dogs more because I hate when I leave. Yeah. But also <laughs> so I can get in a better workout because if I see something that needs to be done, I'm going to stop my workout and do it. Yeah. Or the, if there's issues, people come up and ask me where's this, you know, how do you yeah. do this? So it, it becomes difficult and I don't mind helping. So let me just say that. Yeah. Um, but it, it does take away from your work. Well, I think that's the tough thing too, is because you, you are very caring about people's experience here. So if they have a problem and they come up to you during your workout, you're going to drop what you're doing to help them. Right. But then that's going to cut into your workout time, which we already talked about earlier. That means you're going to have to stay later to work or shorten your workout. So it is it is or difficult to not shower. Or yes. not shower. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if uh, if people are wondering about that, it, it is difficult sometimes to work out where you work because people are trying to yeah they to come up talk to, to you yeah or, they ask you like. Even if you're just a trainer, hey, this machine's broken. Do you think you could fix it? And I'm yeah. like, I don't know how to work tools. That's not me. <laughs> I had that earlier today. I was training somebody, and someone came up and said, the bike's not working. And uh, I do apologize. I said, well, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm training somebody right now. Yeah. I'll get somebody to look at it. And that's but... the worst part is being like, I'm sorry. I can't help you. I'm working with yeah. someone. If you look for the person in the yellow shirt, they'll be able to help you. Yeah. But... And I'll go into cleaning up things, too. Yeah. Like, when we saw the guy who had the weight on the Smith machine, Yeah. that's the part I feel the most awkward about is saying, hey, do you mind if you clean up your stuff? And they say no. That's when you're like, well, I don't know what to do now. It's awkward between... Now, you're with your client trying to yell at somebody. Yeah. (laughs) And then your client's just, like, standing there like, is this going to fight break out? Or what's (laughs) happening here? Uh, Well, speaking of awkwardness, our next... 
uh, misconception. It must be awkward to train attractive people. So we go through a lot of training. Actually, we went through specific training here on conducting yourself in a very uh, ethical manner. Mm -hmm. Because we do, we're working with people, we're talking about body parts, we have to spot people, so we're touching people. We always yeah. ask for consent before we touch people, but um, it is a very, I mean, it's personal training, it is very personal. Yeah. Uh, but a lot of people don't realize that we approach working with somebody the same way that I don't think it's weird when my doctor needs to do something. Yeah. Right. And it's, I think that that's, this is a little bit more serious one because a lot of people have this idea that trainers like to train attractive people because they like to be creepy or, or like, <laughs> yeah. they, they, they like enjoy. Like it's a professional way to be creepy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. You must feel like doing this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So do you guys ever get that? People are saying things about that? Uh, well, we have had like concerns with, you know, people uh, thinking that we only ask people to train because they look a certain way or, oh, gotcha. um, but I mean, it is a very gray area with our current clients, but like you said, we look, the, the human body is now incremental and it's, it's something that we're molding and, yeah. you know, helping it. You don't really, you see the person as far as their emotions and, you know, the support that they need, but it's a totally different mindset when they become your client. Yeah. You don't look at them as a, a total package. Yeah. I just threw up air quotes for those who couldn't see me. But, you, know, you look at them for their strengths and their weaknesses and how you can help them. Yeah. Yeah. I, and it, I, like, like we were talking about before with the reverse role, where one of the personal trainers might be very attractive and the client is saying inappropriate or being inappropriate or like they want to train yeah. with a trainer because they want to train yeah that definitely yeah. happens i've gotten that i've heard that before before people know that i'm a trainer yeah they say well i would want to work with somebody who like looks a, looks like they work out or looks attractive or is someone that isn't necessarily someone that i wouldn't look at and i'm sitting there like i'm a trainer i would never want to hear that because that person yeah they might be already attractive but they might not know a squat from a deadlift, you yeah. might not be able to help you. Whereas, I know what I'm doing, yeah. but I might not be the prettiest guy in the world. <laughs> I think you're pretty. <laughs> no, don't worry. That's, that's a good segue into this next one as we're skipping around here. That This is uh, the misconception that all personal trainers have six-pack abs and are usually the strongest people in the gym. Only four-pack. Four I've okay. never <laughs> had a six-pack. Never seen an ab. Yeah, but, yeah so, that's, <laughs> so, so that's something that Having low body fat, I mean, a healthy amount of, of body fat, and there's different ranges of body fat for guys and for girls, that you don't have to have every single ab showing no. in order to be in a healthy range for body fat. No. Typically, actually, the healthy range, most of the time, you're not going to see on guys, you're not going to see abs until you're down closer to like 10%, but yeah. the healthy range for guys goes up to 20%. So it's, you know, if you, if that's something that is one of your goals or if you're doing something yeah. that has a, like if you have a, a physique goal, if you're doing competition or something, obviously you're going to need that. But that's not our main goal for our clients yeah. to make them see their abs unless it's something they want. And it's not necessarily the main goal for us as trainers. Yeah. To me, I want to teach somebody how to use their core to stabilize. Yeah. So stabilize loads overhead, stabilize loads either in front of them or behind them if it's a back squat or something or how to keep your abs tight on a deadlift. That's the abs role. So helping yeah. people realize that, that abs are not something that's just 
that you show off. I mean, some days you have low enough body fat that people see them, but that's not necessarily our main goal for our clients, and it's not our main goal for ourselves. And if we did have that, we would always be hangry. And yeah. <laughs> we probably wouldn't be very um, personable with our clients because yeah. Yeah. we would always be in a caloric deficit and just... Yeah. Because yeah, t- t- typically near, near summer, I'll do... Uh, I'll diet down a little bit and cut a little bit because you got to get rid of some of that winter fluff. Yes. <laughs> um, but, but at my very lowest body fat, uh, I did feel more hungry and... I got feel, sick. I got, actually got sick more often. I would get colds easier. You feel uncomfortable in your own skin. Like yeah. I do. Like when <clears throat> I'm trying to diet in the, like you said, around the spring, summertime. Yeah. I just feel uncomfortable. I don't feel strong. Yeah. Like when you're. That's why you got to do it slowly. Yeah. It goes fast. It goes way And if fast. you're shredded all the time, that doesn't mean you're going to be the strongest guy or strongest girl in the gym. Oh yeah, I guess that's the other misconception is that shredded does not equal strong. No, no. <laughs> typically that it equals a decrease in strength yeah. because your overall body composition is shifting, your weight is going down. Yeah. Um, especially if you're that shredded, but yeah. with a decrease in body weight is a decrease in the scale. Yeah. yeah. What about trainers and being the strongest people in the gym? No. Yeah, that no. was when yeah, with some of my trainers. And some trainers, some of my clients, when they find out, like some of my uh, like st- much stronger guys, when they find out they have the same bench press as me, or yeah. they can deadlift more than me, like, well, I'm, I'm stronger than you, but you're my trainers. Well, yeah, if you look at like look at an Olympic uh, gymnastics coach, mm-hmm. you know, it's probably some seventy year old Russian yeah. dude. Yeah. He obviously can't do any yeah. of the stuff he's asking his athletes to do, but he can either demonstrate it or he has the the toolbox of of getting his yeah. athletes in those positions. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, if, if we were stronger than all of our clients, I think that that would mean that you probably weren't a great trainer. Well, and also you would probably be on like a professional circuit too. Yeah. 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 You wouldn't be training probably. I mean, look at Bill Belichick of the New England Patriots. That's a good example. The man never, he probably played football when he was little. Yeah. Never won a Super Bowl. Probably never played in professionals. I have to double check that. Don't quote me. But he has coached Tom Brady to seven Super Bowls, he's won five. Yeah, yeah. He is the greatest example that could translate to personal training yeah. ever. You don't, or Mark Ripito, he yeah. wasn't the strongest man in the world. No, but look he, at the people that he's, he's made built. People he's very strong. built people into 500 pound bench press, 600, 700 pound squat and deadlift. Yeah. And he looks like the uncle you always want to have. Yeah. <laughs> or, <laughs> or the uncle. <laughs> that you want to avoid some kind of <laughs> yeah. drinking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or that you never invite back to the Christmas party. Right. But Because he has a problem with skinny people. <laughs> <laughs> but if you if you look at that, it doesn't necessarily take the most ripped person to be able to train and turn somebody into the most ripped person. You yeah. need to know what you're doing, be able to tell people how to do it properly, yeah. and translate that information. And yeah. if you can't do that, then strength isn't going to come from just nothing. Yeah. So uh, me, my numbers, they waver, especially with how much I eat. <laughs> so that goes with, I'm not going to be the strongest guy in the gym. I already know that. Yeah. But there might be the guy in the squat rack next to me who's squatting 405, and I'm down there. Well, well okay, I'll start with 185 today. See how the knees are feeling. Yeah. But I know how to get somebody to 405. Yeah. So the strongest When also, person, it's all of us strive for form above everything and even if someone squats more than me i want every time i squat for my client and i always like this is my favorite thing to hear my client say is like man you made that look really easy 
Because that means I did it. Yeah. Like, it should look easy. Movement should feel good and it should look yeah. easy. It should, yeah. It shouldn't look like it's a struggle to get into a rock bottom squat. Right. Yeah. It, that should be a, a goal for one of your clients. To so do. if you're putting up max numbers, something else is suffering. Like if your goal is yeah. maximal strength, whatever the cost, we're yeah. not... We're not practicing what we're preaching to our clients either. Yeah, that's, so, that's true. And just like our clients, trainers have a unique body type. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, I've got femurs for days. Yeah. So it, it, <laughs> yeah, it does so squatting, change. squatting for you is difficult. Right. But you have really good squat form, and you can demonstrate a squat extremely effectively right. to your client. Right. And I, I'm finally... Up with the 45 plates on each side. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's big. Whereas me, I'm built goal. with hobbit legs, so I don't have <laughs> I don't have a far range of motion yeah, to go. Yeah, for, I think actually, if we measured both Josh and my femurs, might be shorter than our tibia. Oh. Like, cause we just fold over our legs, like we just sit down and drop it real low. Yeah. <laughs> Do girls think they have the hardest time buying pants? No. No. I no. I can't put. <laughs> Anything around my thighs where I don't have a two-inch gap around my waist. Yep. It is the hardest. Do you do, you do the squat test when you go into the I do. Room? I how do. Many, how many pairs of khakis have you split? I'm up at three right now. I've only split one. I'd like one. to apologize to Target. I left those in the dressing room for you. i only split one because I'm terrified to put khakis on. So I go for the stretch fit jeans. Oh, yeah. From Target. Those are nice. Yes. Yeah. And they're the only they're ones. jeggings. <laughs> Yeah, no, I don't wear je- I don't wear jeggings. Okay, Stretch they just have pants. a. That's the what jeggings are. <laughs> Wait, they don't taper. They're not. They don't look like spandex. There's no pleats. He's not walking in looking like he's the uh, subject of a tea paint <laughs> song. <laughs> it doesn't look like I've got body paint on. <laughs> uh, so we we got a little bit into diet before. This is a misconception. You only eat chicken and broccoli. No, in the. I feel like it is a big lie. Like for Thor, who just came out, I feel like he ate things other than chicken and broccoli for every single meal. Yeah, Mark yeah, Wahlberg. Makes things confusing. Yeah, Mark Wahlberg came out and said when he was eating for pain and gain. Yeah, he would wake up at two o'clock in the morning and eat like a cheeseburger. Yeah, well, cheeseburger. Trying to gain weight. Yeah, at that right. point. Yeah, and like I mean, the man was still shredded for his movie. Yeah. So you don't have eating chicken and broccoli if you want to be shredded. Eating a ton of broccoli is the hardest thing in the world. Yeah. Well, I think so. In order to get shredded, you just need you need to be in a caloric deficit. Yeah. And so people do low carb or low fat. You know, it's it really comes down to are you in a caloric deficit? And for a lot of people, if you're only eating chicken and broccoli, and you see some of these crazy diets that people do, yeah, you could get shredded, but you're also going to lose all of your strength. Mm-hmm. Right. But the other thing is, we, I know people think that we're robots as trainers, <laughs> and I mean, I eat. <laughs> Pretty much the same thing every day. If, I, if I'm yeah, in, what, yeah, in a, just because it's, it's easy, and I don't mind doing it because to me, food is yeah. fuel. Um, but I enjoy donuts a lot. And Jenny, what is your go to for like a cheap oh food? My gosh, nachos. Nachos? <laughs> Ice cream. Ice, Ice cream. cream. Well, like, like when you guys were helping me move the other day, we had that bag of candy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's like we're, we're going to enjoy ourselves. Yeah. And, and we preach the same thing to our clients. I would never tell my clients, right. you get tilapia and asparagus, and that's <laughs> it. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Everything in yeah. moderation except for gluten. Well, Mix see, if your moderation is one donut, then I... 
See, if your moderation's one donut, then I mm. far exceed that when I eat donuts. Because mm. if I'm going to town, I'm going to town. Go- going to town means like he takes the whole bus full of donuts. <laughs> yeah. He ate 12 donuts in here that one day I was in there. In a matter of 10 minutes. It was impressive. 10 minutes. I think that just like our clients, we go through seasons yeah. of you yeah. know, what what we our body needs. But even when I am enjoying myself, I... Personally, I still track my calories every single day. Just and yeah. I've been doing. I think I'm on day 800 of tracking oh my, gosh, my calories. Wow, I didn't realize you did that because I'll yeah. do it like and I'll eat the same thing every single day. So well, I'll, so you don't need to because yeah. you already know what the caloric cost. Yeah, for all these yeah. Foods wow, that's are, impressive. Yeah. Jeez. And then Will, me and Jenny will actually send pictures to each other of our My Fitness Pal. With the caption, I blame you for this, <laughs> which we're eight to nine hundred calories over for the nachos or said donuts that yeah. we did or did not eat. Yeah, that's, that's something that I, I try to help my clients out with because they hear, oh, I'm, yeah, I'm not supposed to eat carbs after six. Or yeah, um, I've heard that if, one. Someone, I actually just heard, it was a trainer here, her son does boxing with someone and that boxing instructor said no protein after six and i'm like okay. or six it was or six or eight and she asked me this and i said well i'm i would ask him where his science came from where he got this information yeah because if you drink a protein shake before you go to bed your body's still gonna digest it but slowly yeah it's still gonna help you build muscle while you sleep yeah so if you're gonna just not eat protein after six what do you have left fat and carbs yeah that's the exact toast (laughs) (laughs) exact opposite of what everybody tries to tell you so i mean there's different mentalities on when to eat and what to eat yeah so we we typically try to preach moderation to people and then help them you know figure out what what's a good diet for them. So obviously, like, like I, Josh and I can eat bread, and Jenny can't eat bread. So obviously, certain kinds of bread. Certain kinds of bread. For different Josh reasons. and I can eat bread that tastes delicious <laughs> and is not car- wet cardboard like we were talking about earlier. <laughs> the gluten on gluten. <laughs> I like to spread extra gluten on top of my bread as a topping. It's like Nutella. <laughs> yeah, so with with the way that we help our clients eat, it's it's the same as the things that we preach when it comes to to balancing working out and life and all of that stuff is we try to help people find a healthy balance because you should have a good relationship with food. And healthy not just physically but mentally. Yeah. Because well, yeah. if you force yourself to not eat – if I force myself to not eat those donuts, yeah, like the scene from Dodgeball where he's got the donuts, <laughs> donuts in front of him yeah. and he zaps himself whenever he's about to take a bite, yeah, I might go homicidal. <laughs> <laughs> but – if you have a client, like some of my clients, they're salesmen. Okay. They can't not go somewhere and put on a good show. So if their client's going to have a drink, yeah, they're going to have a drink too. Yeah, Like it's one of those things where I'm trying to make that $12, billion, $12 million sale. Yeah. So I need to act like I'm into what they're into. Yeah. So what I tell them, and Jenny told me to tell this to a couple of my clients, if you're going to do it, put extra ice in there and okay. let it kind of sit there for a while sip on it yeah so instead of pounding down those drinks like they might be you can get two in the same amount of time they have however many and yeah. it'll just sit That's there good. yeah and be conscious of what you eat don't you don't have to not go to Chili's and get the honey chipotle chicken crisp <laughs> very specific <laughs> wow speaking from experience <laughs> because it's delicious yeah just eat your breakfast eat your lunch if you're going to go out to dinner and make sure that those calories are going to be in your caloric intake for the day 
Yeah. So if you have 3,000 calories and you eat 29,000 of them, 2,900, sorry, <laughs> then, well, I guess you've only got 100 left. But don't be scared to go over because it's not going to kill you. Yeah. It's not going to set you back too far. Don't, don't stress out about your diet or your exercise. And going back to what you said about not eating certain foods after 6 p.m., but it comes down to your energy needs. If you yeah. are still... If you still need a certain number of grams of carbohydrates, then eat the grams yeah. after 6 o'clock. Yeah, you, your body still needs that to function. Well, and it doesn't turn to fat instantly. No. no that's not, no. That's not no. There's a lot of myths, and we've talked about that on a myth-busting episode a while back. But Or like Johnny comes in the other day and says, yeah, man, that burrito... The other night at 10.30, that was rough. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, shoot, I didn't need my burrito today. See? Gotta get it was good, but it was spilling. And uh, technically, as CPT, we are not allowed to do specific meal planning. Um, it's out of our scope. Yeah. Um, but we can do macros, and we can do how many calories, yeah. Yeah. total calories, or the TE. Um, yeah, because all that stuff is out there. We just use equations that are already designed right. to help yeah. us help as you. As far as building out meals for people, um, that does get a little sticky. Yeah. And yeah. they should always consult with a physician first. Well, that's why a lot of times I'll give my clients – a link to a site that's run by dietitians or something where yes. they have access to the, and then I have them show me the numbers first because sometimes people are bad at math. Right. They're like, oh, I get <laughs> 4,000 4, calories today. That was right. Yeah. So yeah, they show me their math and then I have them build some meals around that and then I'll just double check to make mm-hmm. sure like, well, you know what? Four slices of bread is not 20 grams of carbohydrates. <laughs> <laughs> You're a little off there. Yeah. Close. Real close. Uh, switching gears here. We've got a little bit of a lightning round here. It's a jackal. A jackal. <laughs> a personal trainer just yells at you. No. False. We encourage. I don't think I've ever yelled at someone. No, they have. Yep, don't yell. We just count your reps. We can't count. I'm That's, incapable. We're, yeah, I we're count, queuing. Now, I count in sign language on my hands. Yes. So my clients can see me counting, mm-hmm. and that way I can feel, still hold a conversation with right. them. Yeah. But yeah, if I just try to count, I'm trying to focus on what they're doing. And we are bad at counting. Yes, we are. And uh, Because we're trying to do multiple things, well, yeah. like make sure you breathe, good job, you know. Yeah. yeah, and while I'm cueing that, I'm like, oh, man, they did like uh, three or seven reps there. I'm not yeah. sure which one. <laughs> when in doubt, go to eight. Because <laughs> oh, they see- still got two left or mm-hmm. they feel successful if they've gone for a while that they still that they did more than what they thought. See, I go for six. If you if you I lose do seven. count. Oh, that's weird. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's what that okay. is. Six, well, seven, but eight. this is six oh. in a set of 10. If you had a set of 15, what's your go to? I lost count eight. number. You always go eight? Seven. Yeah. Always seven? Yeah. They they get real angry. <laughs> well, no, because <laughs> if someone is doing 15 and I lose count and they've done 12 and I said you've only done six, that's a big difference. There I think is. it needs to be adjusted. So yeah. I go six episodes a set of 10. If I lose count on a set of 15, I do 11. Oh, I go with eight. You got to go by percentages. No. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Whatever number jumps out of my mouth first. Now, as long as it's, if it's below eight, they get really mad. But if I say eight, they're like, all right. I'll do it. Yeah. Uh, the other one is if I go, good, two more. I've probably lost count. <laughs> yeah, that's why. I, that's why I either go with this eight is my way or of apologizing two or you. one more. <laughs> well, I well right now administrative duties have taken over, but I work with older clients, so um, especially when they're beginning, I don't really keep track of numbers because I'm letting them get yeah. the pattern yeah. down. Yeah, yeah, so. especially on body weight exercise. Like if I'm drilling a squat or something, mm-hmm. just have them keep doing it. Right. Yeah, yeah and when I I'll throw out a number like, all right, I want you to do fifteen. Body, body weight squats, I just want you to learn. 
they'll they'll actually count themselves and say fifteen. All right, all right well, keep going. Five more. Right. Okay. All right, I just want to walk around. So, right. And once it's I hit twenty, good. all right, yeah. five more. It's like ten minutes later when they're still squatting. Yeah. Can I squat? Can I stop now? No. Nope. <laughs> keep going. Got to check. <laughs> uh, last one here in this this quicker one. We like to see you in pain. No. No. If. I mean, I like for people to go to volitional fatigue. Yeah. Um, but as far as if they can't walk for four days, like Johnny's made me do, um, <laughs> it, it that's not our goal. So our goal is for a progressive overload. And yeah. There will be acute soreness and and you know and some DOMS occasionally, but you know if we're pushing you to the point of throwing up, we're not. We are being negligent. Yeah. Yeah. Well, for me, it's not so much, and I do have some classes where I, we have people, you know, getting on the edge right. of, of throwing up. But for me, it's, I present to you the workout. I can't make you go right. hard. I yeah. want, and so whenever I see you struggling with a workout and I see you kind of just, just bearing down and finishing it with really good form. That to me is what I enjoy seeing. I don't like to see the person uncomfortable. Yeah, right. like I mean, it still makes us uncomfortable when people I like are to see uncomfortable. Hard work. Yeah, I want to see the person feel uncomfortable, adjust their form, take a big deep breath, and finish it out. So it's, it's so the overcoming. Yeah, yeah, overcoming yeah. that. Plus, if somebody starts throwing up, I get sick immediately. I will throw up immediately. I will throw up on you if yep. you throw up. <laughs> I, that's what some of my clients have said. That they're like, I'm about to throw up. I said, Well, if that happens. I'm going to throw up. I'm not going to clean it up. Be We're both going to leave. Yeah. And I th- going back to feeling uncomfortable, my my theory is you're coming to the gym to get out of your comfort zone. Yeah. So if you're feeling uncomfortable, then in a way, my job is kind of, I've succeeded kind of because I've gotten you to do something you normally wouldn't have done and you're doing it with confidence now. Yeah. So yes, pain there's a fine line. The, so you want to push them, but yeah. not punish them. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. There we go. Yeah. Unless they didn't show up for your last session, and you make them do ten burpees before the workout starts. That's <laughs> that different. is punishment. That, that is, is punishment. But they deserved it. Yes. <laughs> cool. Well, thank you guys for stopping by. Oh, thank Hopefully you. now everybody's a little more enlightened about what we do and don't do, or maybe we made things more confusing. <laughs> I don't know. We covered a lot of stuff. But... What do you do? Yeah. <laughs> cool. Thank you guys. So was any of that kind of surprising to hear? We'd love to hear from you if you want to chat about this episode or if you have any thoughts or questions about personal trainers that we didn't cover in the episode. You can find us on social media using the handle at StraightShotTraining. And if you're looking for a new workout, check out everything we offer with a subscription to Straight Shot Training by visiting our website, StraightShotTraining.com. Thanks again for listening to Straight Shot Radio today and have a great week, everybody.